Welcome to Season 2 of Determine Our Future with host Lonnie Parker-Pierce. Let's talk about our past and determine our future together. I feel like my bio subject for this week needs no introduction and also maybe the longest one in the world. (laughs) Josephine Baker was an entertainer, singer, dancer, actor, fighter, and spy in the French resistance, mother to 12 adopted children, civil rights activist in both Europe and the US, and an incredible speaker and inspiration to the world. Let's get started because a life lived this well is going to take a while to tell. Surely the day will come when color means nothing more than the skin tone, when religion is seen uniquely as a way to speak one's soul, when birthplaces have the right of a throw of the dice and all men are born free, when understanding breeds love and brotherhood. Frida Josephine MacDonald was born in 1906 in St. Louis in an impoverished home. Her nickname was Tumpy because she was chubby as a child, so her mother called her Humpty Dumpty, which turned into Tumpy. Her mother was Carrie McDonald. She was a washerwoman who had given up her dreams of becoming a musical dancer. Josephine had some schooling, but not on a regular basis. Not much is known beyond this of her young life. We do know that she married for the first time at age 13 to escape her childhood life then left town at the age of 19 to perform as a burlesque dancer in the music halls of Paris. After one year performing with the Jones Family Band and the Dixie Steppers, Josephine went to New York, where she got a part in the chorus for Shuffle Along, the first successful Black musical performed on Broadway. Then Baker moved to NYC and was soon performing in Chocolate Dandies and in the floor show of the Plantation Club. She was a crowd favorite. In 1926, at the Folies Bergere Music Hall, Baker danced wearing little more than a skirt made of 16 bananas in La Folie du Jour. This would become a signature iconic outfit. This show was wildly popular with Parisian audiences, and Baker was soon among the most popular and highest-paid performers in Europe. Admirers included Pablo Picasso, Ernest Hemingway, and E.E. Cummings. Hemingway called her the most sensational woman anyone ever saw, and Picasso drew paintings depicting her beauty. At this time, she also received more than a thousand marriage proposals. (laughs) Baker sang professionally for the first time in 1930 and landed singing film roles in Zuzu and Princess Tam Tam. If you want to go to YouTube and look up Zuzu 1934, it's an incredible performance. I highly recommend you go see it. Baker talked about using her body as her instrument. She had a beautiful voice with great range. Her voice actually improved throughout her career as she kept training with vocal coaches. 
as incredible as her singing was, her dancing is just, I can't even describe it. You must see it. Josephine formally adopted 12 children of varying racial and ethnic backgrounds, calling them her Rainbow Tribe. After the war, Baker spent most of her time at Les Milondes with her family. This was her estate. She called her adoption of so many children of many races and ethnicities her experiment in brotherhood, to show that everyone could live together in harmony. I thought I would talk about all of her marriages at the same time. There were quite a few. Like I said, she was married at the age of 13 to Willie Wells in 1919. That marriage ended in a matter of months. She married again at 15 to Will Baker in 1921. She ended up keeping Baker's last name throughout her life. She was also known to have relationships with women, including the blues singer Clara Smith, and it was rumored Frida Kahlo. She later became a French citizen after marrying Jean Leon. Finally, Baker and her fourth husband, Joe Bouillon, lived in the French chateau they called Les Milandes with their adopted children. And this marriage ended around the time Baker adopted her 11th child. Now we'll talk about World War II. As France was becoming occupied by the Nazis, the head of France's military intelligence service, Jacques Abti, recruited an unlikely spy, France's most famous woman. Abti hoped Baker could use her charm, beauty, and stardom to hear things others couldn't at embassy parties. Baker decided to serve from a feeling of French patriotic duty, but also from her hatred of discrimination in all forms. She attended diplomatic parties at the Italian and Japanese embassies and gathered intelligence about the Axis powers possibly joining the war. She sent secret information she discovered to French officials through invisible ink on music sheets. At the same time, she also sang to soldiers on the war front over the radio and comforted refugees in homeless shelters. When the invaders closed in on Paris in early 1940, Abti insisted that Baker leave. So she departed for a chateau 300 miles away. From there, she hid refugees and French resistance members. In November 1940, Abti and Baker again worked together to smuggle documents to General Charles de Gaulle and the Free French Government in exile in London. She also worked as a spy in Portugal, Spain, Morocco, North Africa, and other locations. Following the liberation of Paris, she returned dressed in her blue Air Auxiliary Lieutenant's uniform and rode in the back of an automobile as the French citizens who loved her tossed her flowers. She received two of France's highest military honors, the Croix de Guerre and the Legion of Honor. This was the first time her spying accomplishments were revealed. How did Josephine Baker become an activist? Well, she saw race riots while growing up in St. Louis. She was also shocked by the continued racism in America when she toured in 1951, returning from Paris. She refused to perform for segregated audiences, and then devoted the rest of her life to the civil rights movement. She famously spoke at the March on Washington on August 28, 1963, quote, 
You know, friends, that I do not lie to you when I tell you I have walked into the palaces of kings and queens and into the houses of presidents and much more. But I could not walk into a hotel in America and get a cup of coffee. And that made me mad. After beginning her comeback to the stage in 1973, Josephine Baker performed at Carnegie Hall in New York and was greeted with a standing ovation, different than her earlier reception in the U.S. at the beginning of her career. She had performed before a sold-out crowd in Paris just a few days before her death. Baker died of a cerebral hemorrhage in 1975. She was given a 21-gun salute at her funeral in Paris, and thousands of people lined the streets to honor her. The NAACP has named May 20th Josephine Baker Day. The Chateau de Milandes, Baker's home where she raised her 12 children, is now open to the public and displays her stage outfits, including the famous banana skirt. In homage to Baker, Beyonce performed her famous banana dance at the Fashion Rocks concert at Radio City Music Hall in September 2006. This is also an incredible YouTube video. (laughs) And numerous documentaries have been created about Baker's incredible life. Thanks for listening to Determine Our Future. See my transcript for all of the research I used in the making of this episode. Music credits are as follows. Gravitational Waves, Departures, Sea Change, Recreation, Urban Blues, Black Snow, Forgotten Land, and Nightwalk are all by Airtone. Aether Theories is by Vidian. And Isolation Swing is by Admiral Bob. See the full credits in the transcripts of each episode. Make sure to follow the podcast on your app so new eps are always available to you whenever you are ready to listen. Talk to you again next week.